Today we are so fortunate to have Her Grace uh, One Malini Manjuri Devi Dasi from USA. Today Mataji will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 17, Verse 10. Hare Krishna Mataji, please take over the call. Hare Krishna, my dhanvat pronounce to all the assembled devotees on the call. I feel fortunate to get an opportunity to discuss Srimad Bhagavatam in the association of devotees um, early in the morning. So before we go um, to our verse today, we'll uh, chant Mangala Charan prayers, invoking auspiciousness and blessings of all Acharyas, Krishna, Radharani, so that we can understand the verse. Um, up from the Shastra Chakshus, as mentioned by Prabhupada. <coughs> Om Ajnanati Mirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Kasmai Sri Gurave Namaham Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Tapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupah Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Mandeham Sri Guru Sri Yutapada Kamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavamsham Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ragunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamsham हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधो दीन बंधो जगतपते गोपेशा गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्तकांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमामि हरि प्रिये मांचा कल्पतरुभ्यश्च कृपा सिंधु भये वचम पतितानाम पावनी ब्यो वैष्णवी ब्यो नमो नमहम् ओम नमो दगवते वासुदेवायम् ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवायम् Om Namon Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskrutyam Naram Chaivanarotamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudirayet Nasta Prayeshu Abadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavat Yuttamasloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishiki We are doing, uh, we are reading the chapter, The Descent of River Ganges. And we are reading verse 10 today. Anye chanadhana dayascha varshe varshe Chanti bahuso mervadi giri duhitarasata saham Translation in Prophet by Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. So we know that prayers are uh, happening to bring Mother Ganges onto the earth. 
and she already has come uh, in different branches like Bhadra, uh, one branch is Chakshu, Bhadra, Alakananda um, and uh, Sita. So she, uh, she, uh, she came down and she spread into different branches. We know that Sachivan in India, the rivers go in different branches to different towns and different places and uh, they are the main source of uh, uh, irrigation and so many other things if we think practically like how nowadays people think otherwise they are more they are the main sources of purification uh, before <coughs> before doing any auspicious activity in India generally uh, people take bath in river to purify themselves from all the sins that they have done before so they are considered very, very sacred and uh, the uh, Ganges, Mother Ganges is considered more sacred. <clears throat> so now we are reading 10th verse. Anye, many others, Cha also, Nadha rivers, Nadhyaha, small rivers, Cha and Varshe Varshe, in each track of land, Santi or Bahushaha of many varieties. Meru Adigiri Duhitaraha, daughters of the mountains, beginning with Meru, Satashaha in the hundred. Many other rivers, both big and small, flow from the top of Mount Meru. These rivers are like daughters of mountain and they flow to the various tracts of land in hundreds of branches. So rivers are not just water bodies for us. They are personified by everything uh, is an expansion and energy of Lord and here the rivers are considered as the daughters of Mount Meru because they have their origin there and all of them are also uh, like when when we refer um, and when we discuss they come in the female form rivers are personified into a female form and they are worshipped and they have lot of powers also um, because they get the strength of purifying the people who are taking bath uh, from the Supreme Lord. So they are not ordinary just water bodies. Any water body that we create doesn't become sanctified like that. So in many holy places if we visit in India, there will be definitely a water body, uh, a river or a lake um, where pastimes of Lord also happen. Uh, and they are very, very uh, uh, sacred. Like, So people may uh, think that, okay, I will do all kinds of sins and go and take, in, take the bath. Uh, then it will be um, it will be removed. Uh, then by, as soon as I come out of the bath, uh, then you can do whatever you want. So this is kind of a vitandavada. Um, that means you you just have to uh, argue. That's why we argue in a different way. It is not that as soon as we take bath, all our sins are cleansed and uh, on pretext of taking the bath in the river, we can go outside and do again sins. The intention when we are going and taking bath is that we know the influence of Kali, we know the influence of modes of nature, we know the influence, the samskaras that we have brought from our previous lives. So when we are going and taking bath and when we are praying to the Lord, our mood and our intention should be that whatever the sins that I have performed knowingly or unknowingly so far, Krishna, Mother Ganga, Mother Emuna, uh, please forgive me and then help me not to do more sins further. So that should be the mood and that should be the intention 
if we go like that they they are going to help us to purify us in performing our devotional service if we go with a mood that i have done these many sins i have to do some more so let me go and take bath and come and uh, come outside and uh, behave in a way then the transformation of heart or purification of heart doesn't happen we know in one of the ten offenses of chanting of holy name also not doing an offense on the pretext of chanting the holy name of the lord so those are not like um, uh, some kind of um, uh, purification mess, uh, uh, machines that you go everything is gone and then you come out and you are now free to do more it is not that it, it is not that kind of uh, people who go with that kind of intention uh, it is not going to affect in any way so uh, we should not be doing that kind of a uh, argument but uh, people who go with an intention to purify themselves sanctify themselves pray to supreme lord that they are pulled by the modes they are pulled by their previous vasanas and they are pulled into doing sinful activities and they don't want to do any more those sinful activities they want themselves to be purified taking shelter of these holy rivers taking shelter of the holy places taking shelter of ashimad uh, bhagavatam uh, and all helps them a lot helps them to purify a lot so we will read the 11th verse also tatra pibharatam eva varsham karma kshetram anyanyasta varshani svarginam punya sheshopabhogastanani bhaumani svargapadani vyapadistanti tatra pibharatam eva varsham karma kshetram anyanyasta varshani svarginam punya sheshopabhogast tanani bhaumani svargapadani vyapadisanti translation in perfect by Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada Viki Jai Tatra Api, out of all of them Bharatam, known as Bharata Varsha, Eva, certainly Varsham, the track of land Karma, Shetram, the field of activities Anyani, the others Astavarshani, eight tracks of land, Swarghina, of the living entities elevated to the heavenly planets by extraordinary pious activities. Punya, of the results of pious activities. Sesha, of the reminder. Upabhogasthanani, the places for material enjoyment. Baumani Swarghapadani, as the heavenly places on the earth. Vyapadishanti, they designate. Among the nine Varshas, the track of land known as Bharata Varsha is understood to be field of fruitive activities. Learned scholars and saintly persons declare the other eight Varshas to be meant for very highly elevated pious persons. After returning from the heavenly planets, they enjoy the remaining results of their pious activities in these eight earthly Varshas. Varshas. So Bharata Varsha is considered as a Karma Bhumi. A place where we can punya bhumi, karma bhumi, a place we can practice devotional service and we can attain a liberation, pulled off, is understood to be the field of routine activities. So the remaining places are considered um, more for the places of enjoyment for very highly elevated pious persons. This is so much little obvious since nowadays we know that 
but all everywhere the world is progressing and developing. Uh, it, life becomes uh, the comforts, the infrastructure, and all uh, is a little better in foreign in in the other lands than India. Uh, generally, people who are uh, looking after enjoyment, that is the scenario. But as we progress in devotion, as we uh, uh, as we look at the world from a devotion perspective, uh, serving the Lord, then India is more convenient um, and more uh, more opportunities to serve the Lord, uh, more places, more holy places are there. And automatically, when we go to those places, we cannot we remember of uh, we remember of Lord, and we engage ourselves in service, and it keeps us grounded to remember Krishna too. So let's go and see the purport of this verse. What Prabhupada is being trying to bring up: the heavenly places of enjoyment are divided into three groups: the celestial heavenly planets, the heavenly places on earth, and the bila heavenly planets, which are found in lower regions. So those who have done the fruitive activities, those who have performed the punya karmas, they accumulate their punya and as soon as they leave their material body, they either go to the heavenly planets which are above. As we know, every material universe is consists of 14 planetary systems and earth is in the middle and uh, there are six planets above and there are seven planets uh, be, uh, below. And the planets above, Jana, Tapa, and Mahaloka, are like uh, their great sages live. Um, <clears throat> and there is a Swarga, Swargaloka, heavenly planet, where we can enjoy all kinds of material uh, appliances, long life. Uh, there are so many facilities there with relation to the body also. And uh, there is also below planets also have certain kind of heavenly pleasures and we can go there and enjoy also. So these are the three places who are accumulating punya are going to go. So they still have the material body. They are just going to have a better comfort, uh, better luxuries and they are going to enjoy the life. Or they can be born in a families on earth where we have uh, no, scarcity, no scarcity of money or manpower to uh, do the stores for us. Like, so if any one of you have recently visited India, so we know that if we have enough money and uh, um, then we can, or we can, other than health and happiness, we can buy almost any other thing there. Like we can have, take care, we can hire manpower to help us to do the chores. Uh, we can go to the uh, luxurious places. There is no limit for comfort. Like as much as we have money, we can spend, and then we can buy all those luxuries. And you live in a world there, mostly now, where everything runs on money. Like people are just in a in a race against each other, whether it is needed or not, whether we want it or not. Um, we are just. We we are not even being we are not being we are not even present in that moment. We are just running behind the things, uh, the luxurious things, uh, by spending the money and and uh, all the other time we are uh, spending the time in earning that money. And later after we earn that money, 
we are going and taking that money uh, to buy luxuries and to buy um, happiness. I don't know whether they are getting that happiness or not, but all the places, wherever I go, I don't know, maybe I, I have been very uh, laid back and I never noticed this or not. But this time when I go, um, when I'm traveling, I was wondering, looking at the shopping complexes or the places, um, and then all the places are crowded all the time. It's not like uh, there is a season where they are crowded or not. And then the things inside them are also very expensive. They are not like um, they, uh, coming for less price. Then I was wondering like how how these people are able to offer and how much they are able to work hard for them and then we are just running behind those comforts. So we see this in uh, in the places like when we have money we can buy almost anywhere I, I guess so even here uh, the comforts and those are considered as um, those people who can who have those kind of appliances like wealth name, fame, uh, recognition, strength, all these things using which they uh, they try to get a comfortable life on this earth planet or considered people who have incurred a lot of punya in their previous life and that punya is getting spent like that. So in Chaitanya Siddhartha Prabhupada writes in one of the purports I'll try to uh, bring out that purpose like if we have incurred, incurred punya karma if we, let's say, when we are doing fruitive activity, that means whatever the religious activity that we are doing or whatever the charity that we are doing, whatever the donations that we are doing, if we are doing for our pleasure, like putting ourselves in the Sankalpa, like Dharma, the Kama, Moksha, Chetur, Vidakala, Siddhi, So I need to get everything, Dharma, Ardha, Kama. So I want for myself, for my family's benefit, for me, I am, I am, I am the person who is doing that. So for my own sense gratification, I am doing this good thing, Krishna. I am doing this result, in, this pious activity. So the result will go into our account. If our uh, uh, the same activity done with a different sankalpa, like uh, as an offering to Krishna, then we won't get anything into our punya account. The punya account will be zero. But if we are praying and we are having that I in doing those things, then it comes into punya account. And this punya uh, can result in three things. One is like going into the heavenly planets after we leave this body and enjoying material comforts, high standard of life, high quality of life according to the enjoyment. I won't consider that as high quality when you put the devotion, but according to the material comforts and bodily comforts and bodily enjoyments, uh, the standard of living will be very, very high in the heavenly planets. We won't be having old age. We won't be having diseases. Birth and death are there. But we won't be having old age and we won't be having diseases. So that itself makes us feel that the standard of living is very high. Because when you don't have disease and when you don't have uh, uh, old age. But there is a trap there. We will come to that also. And the second one is, um, the first thing is going to heavenly planets. The second thing is being born in very rich and aristocratic families on the earth. Uh, there also you have all kinds of facilities. You are almost next to God in this material world because you can give money and uh, uh, people uh, are ready to do things because they are in need of money. 
they consider you as somebody next to God because you are giving them money for the things and you kind of uh, enjoy that kind of power and that kind of thing so earth and the third thing that we should be seeking is if if we are good fortune if we are punya the third result that it is going to give is make us get introduced to devotees of the Lord and to the Lord and to the process of devotion service so our good fortune will also do that it will introduce us to the devotees only until then because bhakti is high to keep there is no reason uh, for bhakti for mercy that you know you do so much of punya you will get bhakti no bhakti is pure love it is not motivated by anything it doesn't have any reason um, uh, we will say that you know this person has so much bhakti uh, what is the reason he might have done um, uh, so many other things no bhakti has um, <clears throat> no reason it is costless but what will how will we get um, that we'll get that uh, because uh, because of our good fortune we will have an opportunity to get introduced to a devotee because we have done pious activities we likely will go to temple or we likely will like to do good things um, and then because of that we get un, uh, introduced to we get introduced to um, devotees we get introduced to devotional service we get introduced to uh, Lord the devotional service to the Lord should be unmotivated uninterrupted and it has no other reason so that devotional service until then our good fortune will help us making us introduced to the devotees but after that it is in our hands to develop that pure devotional service to the Lord but that our good fortune is going to help in that our punya karma is going to do that if it does that our punya karma does that like not making us go to the heavenly planets or born in an aristocratic and opulent families and introduce us to devotees there is a chance for us to hold on to the lotus feet of the Lord the other two it is very very difficult when you have a lot of money when you have a lot of opulences it's very difficult to remember Lord that's why the people in the heavenly planets they consider the people on the earthly planets more fortunate because they have the environment and circumstances where they can remember Lord very easily when you have pleasures when you have comfort when everything is going in the way that you are thinking of when there is no trouble and you have not you you have never in, introduced yourself to Krishna or God or you never learned how to be meek and humble it's very very easy for us to get the pride that I have everything even in your own families when you see people um, who have uh, who who have uh, who are not rich from childhood but who have um, studied well and they are earning big jobs um, now they are earning a lot of money and they have uh, they have got a uh, wealth suddenly when you go and visit their places you can see the pride in them and you can see how they put other people down um, you know, and uh, uh, they, they sometimes even put their own uh, closest family members down uh, very easily saying that uh, you know oh why are you why are you so um, why are you so behind that 
throw that we have money we can buy or like you know uh, why are you doing that no we cannot go here it is so dirty and filthy place um, i will uh, i will find a place where we can buy money and go so they on the strength of their money and affluence uh, they develop pride and they do lot of more sins with that pride unknowingly not knowingly uh, and sometimes knowingly also so the material appliances heavenly planets or the uh, the luxurious life the opulent life that we are getting in on the earth doesn't easily make us turn towards god we have to put that extra effort there and we have to keep ourselves grounded always because money has that strength um in the in the material world uh, to buy the things uh, which we think that give us happiness when we, when the reality strikes that we if reality strikes then we are really very fortunate uh, but not i have seen i have observed many people it's very hard for them to for them to see the reality that money cannot buy everything uh, right now they are in a phase where they think that everything is happening so money is going to do the things for us also as as the life progresses if we are very fortunate krishna will uh, make us uh, uh, get an opportunity get an experience where we know we know uh, we will learn that uh, the money the appliance the name the pain the strength that we are having is of no use uh, that experience if we are getting in life we are very fortunate because many devotees come and ask me this question i see so many devotees they are very very devoted devoted to krishna uh, they are very knowledgeable also they speak good uh, they uh, they come to the programs they do but i don't i see so many flaws in them which even i don't do where where i am not a great devotee i am not asking like i want to find fault in them but why that the transformation is not happening in them why the change of heart is not happening in them why they are not realizing their mistakes uh then i i i answer this question always like this like um if if we are able to understand that being devotees we are not supposed to do certain things and we should not be doing then we should consider ourselves to be very fortunate no doubt they are great devotees of the lord transformation is on the way transformation will happen if not today tomorrow if they are holding on to the path of devotional service as we all know when we are cleaning more dirt comes out when if you are cleaning a drainage more smell comes out because you are uh, washing off the dirt so when we are practicing devotional service krishna does bring the bad things out of us if we are fortunate we will identify them and we will try to correct them if we are puffed up of our devotional service we won't even see them we will have a blind eye towards them and we will be thinking that oh certain section of people are praising me so they are my friends that infection of people people are trying to find fault in me they are not my friends they are just jealous of me they are just envious of me and we will carry on in our own shell that i am a great devotee i am entitled to do these kind of things and i am doing because um i am right so we have to be having those kind we have to be paying attention to those kind of comments also those kind of feedback when somebody is coming and giving us that Mahati, um, you are doing here wrong. Uh, this is not right. So we should not immediately take offense and saying that, oh, I'm great devotee. Why are you telling me what I'm doing is wrong? We need to be very, very welcoming, and we need to be 
trying to understand and if we are not intentionally doing that mistake then we have to apologize and then if we are intentionally doing also we have to take home that message and purify us. So I always tell to those devotees who complain that you know uh, you notice that fault and uh, I agree that is not right but let me tell you their, their purification is on the way if not today, tomorrow they are going to get purified and Krishna is going to make them identify their wrongs. But you, when you are looking at them, look at their devotion and give respect to them and learn from them that you should not be doing what they are doing, the wrong. But don't go on in focusing on their fault. Because when we focus on the fault of others, we become that. We are unnecessarily focusing on the negative things and we are not seeing the uh, positivity, the devotion in them, uh, the way they are able to practice, they are, the way they are able to chant, the way they are able to speak on God, sing about God. So we have to focus on that and we have to learn a lesson that purification is on the way, transformation is on the way and one day they are going to get transformed and we are fortunate that we are able to see uh, and take a lesson from them that we should not be behaving in that way. So when Setbacks come to devotees. When uh, when a feedback comes to devotees that we are doing this wrong, uh, uh, you are doing this in a wrong way, you are doing uh, this is not right, we should not immediately jump into a defensive mode and say that, oh, how can you find a fault in me? You are not a great devotee, you are envious, you are jealous. We also have to uh, try to brainstorm on that, try to analyze on that, try to contemplate on that and see whether we are keeping Krishna in the center or we are keeping ourselves in the center. If we are keeping, in the, we are keeping Krishna in the center and we are trying to do best uh, service to Krishna and in that process we are doing certain things which are sounding offensive to the people, then we need to find a way to do it in a non-offensive way. Because even though we are doing Krishna service, keeping Krishna in center and doing all that, but we need to learn a way where we are doing it in a best way, so there is some learning for us. There is a lesson to be learned. If we are keeping Krishna in center and doing, there also there is a lesson for us to hold to the feet of lotus feet of Krishna and pray to Krishna saying that, Krishna, help me. Help me to purify myself. Help me to purify myself and not all these impurities increase in me on the strength of devotional service that I am performing to you. So holding on to the lotus feet of the Lord and taking the feedback from the devotees helps us a lot. It is not that we are all perfect, all of us have our own flaws. If we are not putting this kind of a network around us, we may end up doing big offenses and fall down from a higher level. Like when you go up and fall, uh, the pain is more, uh, the damage is more. So, we need to be fortunate there. So, if we are fortunate, we will get introduced to the devotees. So, the, here it is saying, Krishna, uh, that is how our good fortune will result. And enjoying material appliances, three ways we can enjoy. Celestial heavy planets, heavenly planets, earth and below, heavenly, below, below heavenly, uh, below, below reasons where we can also enjoy material appliances. Among these three classes of heavenly places, Bauma Swarga Padani, the heavenly places on the earth are the right eight verses other than Bharatavasha. So here, that is what the scriptures are saying. Other than Bharatavasha, the other places where we can enjoy more uh, 
heavenly pleasures because they are more developed countries, uh, infrastructure for enjoying is more. In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, Kshine punye matya lokam vishanti. When the persons living in the heavenly planet exhaust the results of their pious activities, they return to this earth. In this way, they are elevated to the heavenly planet and then they again fall to the earthy planets. So this is a well-known verse for all of us. How careful we have to be is that the heavenly planets are not permanent. Again, we will come back to the place where there is birth, death, old age and disease. So, when we are doing religious activities, when we are doing donations to the temples, when we are performing any kind of a service to the Supreme Lord, we need to be even more careful. Now that we know that, the same activity can result as a Punya Karma or as a devotional, we should be trying to fill our devotional bucket than the Punya bucket. Because the more we are filling the Punya bucket, it is nothing but we are increasing our bank balance where we have to go and spend it. Definitely we will be spending it. We will be getting higher uh, births in heavenly planets or aristocratic opulent families. And then we will have more opportunities to do mistakes and forget Lord. So being devotees of the Lord, I don't even want to go that place. I don't even want to get that punya thing. So be very, very careful. When things come, when we do, when they go in a successful way, people come and praise you, oh, because of you everything is done, because of you you are doing so great, then don't even feel internally that, oh, I'm so great. I am the one who did this. Nobody else can do it. No, immediately, immediately ground ourselves. Krishna's mercy, Acharya's mercy. Because of them we are able to do. That is true in one, that is true in most offenses also. Because of their... Mercy we are able to do. It is just that sometimes we don't recognize that. Our own ego, our own uh, 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 craving for name and fame obstructs that. We have to remind ourselves every time, not just a lip service of Krishna's service, Krishna's mercy, Guru's mercy. No. It should come internally. The intention, the feeling, the gratitude towards Acharyas, the gratitude towards Guru, the gratitude towards Krishna that I am able to do this because of their mercy. That thing should come within us internally. This process is known as Brahmanda Bhavan, wandering up and down throughout the universes. So, the biggest pitfall if we do Punya Karmas is that we will be just going round and round, sometimes high planets, sometimes down, again sometimes high, sometimes down. In this process, any, any point of time, we do abominable sins, then we, we go to the even more lower species of life. Those who are intelligent, in other words, those who have lost, lost their intelligence, do not involve themselves in the process of wandering up and down. So if we are smart, we are intelligent, we take up the devotional service, as Prahlad Maharaj says, bhakti. And we don't get into this process of going up and down, seeking material pleasures, material appliances either on the earthly planets or on the heavenly planets. They look attractive, they look comfortable, they are cheating us, sometimes saying that, oh, when I have appliances, I'm able to chant more, I don't have any trouble of thinking about tomorrow, so because of these appliances, I'm chanting, so whatever is helping to my devotional service, let me take that up, then remember, this, remember that, then we have to remember that, we need to be even more careful, 
when you are in a most luxurious place and we think that these luxuries are actually helping me to practice devotional service, these comforts are helping me to practice devotional service, then we have to write it in bold red letters and keep where we are seeing every time to remember Krishna. Effort to remember Krishna is becomes more and more. We have to we have we have to, uh, we have to do more effort to remember Krishna. They uh, so people who are intelligent does not go into this cycle. They take to devotional service of the Lord so that they can ultimately penetrate the coverings of this universe and enter the spiritual kingdom. So every universe is covered by eight layers. We all know. Like our material, we all have these eight layers in our own material bodies also. And every universe has these eight layers. We may be seeing only the sky, but every universe is covered with these eight layers. Earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence and false ego. So each covering is ten times the diameter of the previous covering. They increase. So we, we have to penetrate through these coverings cross the Karana ocean and go to the spiritual land. So our journey should be like that. So if, you, if we remember Advaita Acharya, <laughs> when he was praying for, the, uh, for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to appear on the earth, he was doing it on the earthly planet, his prayer. The strength of his devotional service is so strong that it has penetrated through all these layers and it went to the upper planetary systems and uh, 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 it, it has penetrated through all these universes and reached, went out of the universe. His prayers were so strong. So, here, Prabhupada is saying that they, they take to devotional service of the Lord so that they can ultimately <coughs> penetrate the covering of this universe and enter the spiritual kingdom. Then they are situated on one of the planets known as Vaikuntha Loka are still higher Krishna, Golok Vrindavan. So when we cross this material arena, cross the Karana ocean, Brahma Jyoti sphere, we go to Vaikuntha planet, Madhurya Dham, Goloka Dham, Golok Vrindavan is the highest. So we can go to, a, we, we will go to these planets when we take up to the devotional service. What is the benefit of going to those planets and not the higher planets? We are, we have come out of, we have come out of this conditioned life of being trapped in a material body. We don't have birth, death, old age, disease. We are always chit ananda. That ananda which increases, which doubles, which, uh, which is ever increasing. And we are always knowledgeable and we are always happy. We are not going to take any more spiritual bodies and we are not going to take any more material bodies and get conditioned in those bodies, get limited in those bodies, act like those bodies. We know we have to remember always this, this story of Indra always makes me alert. He is the king of the heavenly planets. He has such an opulent and luxurious life. And because of a curse, when he becomes a pig, he enjoys in that big body and thinks that that is heaven, eating the stool is heaven. Brahma comes and tells Indra, what are you doing? You come back, you are cursed to be pig. But we get so conditioned in the body that we are, we will think that whatever we are eating, we are enjoying, we are mating, we are sleeping, that is heaven, that is the ultimate happiness. We don't even imagine that this happiness is a poverty happiness in this material world. 
we keep hearing, reading that verse in the 15th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, but we don't realize. We just do a little bit of that, okay, this is just an upside down. When we say upside down, we have to understand that the happiness that we are thinking is ultimate here, is not really the ultimate happiness. It's not a permanent happiness. We don't need to be disappointed and depressed in life thinking that. We can, we can be more optimistic to get that happiness which is permanent, which is going to be ever increased. We, we don't need to worry that we are going to not have that happiness after we leave that body. So the other side of looking at it is being optimistic and being going towards that instead of being disappointed and depressive. Because sometimes when we go and tell the people that, oh, what are the happiness you are seeing? This is not coming and don't go behind them. Oh, why are you so discouraging? Why are you so depressing? So we devotees of the Lord have to turn our face and think and imagine and meditate on the verses that talk about Golab Vrindavan, that talk about Vaikuntha Lokas. There are many places in Bhagavatam that explain how Vaikuntha looks. In third canto, in fourth canto, many places Krishna gives us the glimpses of Vaikuntha, glimpses of Goloka Vrindavan, how the happiness is going to be there, how the people who are practicing those or behaving, not having awareness of the external uh, world, the devotees here on this earthly planet also. So we have to look at those and we have to crave, we have to desire for those experiences. We have to desire those kind of lives, not thinking that, oh, it is not for me. It is for pure devotee. It is for gopis. It is for Uddhava. It is for Arjuna. It's not for me. I can't be Arjuna. I can't be gopis. No. We all should have those spiritual desires that one day I should be like gopi. I have to, I have to love Krishna in such a way that I forget everything in this world. I don't even remember. I have to miss Krishna. So when we read the Gopi Gita, recently when Radhashtami came, Radhasthava Krupa, uh, when we are reading that, we understand how they are serving Krishna, how the Sakis serve Krishna, how they help each other to serve Krishna. So when we read, when we do, we all have to aspire for those kind of lights, those kind of devotion in us. None of us, there is no discrimination. There is no way written that none of us can become gopis, none of us can become Arjunas or Uddhavas. We all can become, whether we are desiring to become that, do we have that sankalpa in us is what matters a lot. A devotee is never caught in the process of being promoted to the heavenly planets and again coming down. Therefore, see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Yei Rupe Brahmananta Brahmite Kona Bhagyavan Jiva, Guru Krishna Prasade Paya Bhakti Latha Pita. So, among all the living entities wandering throughout the universe, one who is most fortunate comes in contact with a representative of personality of Godhead and thus gets the opportunity to execute devotional service. The most fortunate, the most opulent, the most luxurious, the most good luck person in this world is somebody who gets to meet a devotee and who tries to keep the association of devotees stacked. So if you are in a responsible position where uh, seeing you, you are a leader, you are a Bhakti Vriksha leader, you are a temple uh, president or you are influencing people doing book distribution or you are somebody. So when you interact with people, remember that you are just not you. You are representing a parampara. You are representing Krishna. And you act in a such a way that looking at us, the devotee should get attracted to Krishna. Krishna says in third chapter of Bhagavad Gita that I come to this material world. There is nothing I am going to get in this heavenly planets, in these three lokas. Nobody can 
uh, involve me in karmas. I have nothing to gain here. But still, I act in a way that people look at me and uh, uh, follow me. If I am the one who don't follow the regulative principles, who don't follow the prescribed duties, people may take me as an example and practice this. Yet, yet, Acharati Shrestha, whatever the Shrestas, whatever the people who are in responsible positions act, people look at them and follow. You, we are in more uh, uh, behind, the, uh, behind the lenses of X-ray. People look at us more because they want to take us as an example. And when they are looking us keenly, observing us keenly, they if they are only finding faults in us, then we are setting a wrong examples. Not just, we cannot deny that saying that, oh, that person who is looking is having the wrong eyes. But we also have to act in a way where we are setting a good example to the parampara, to Krishna, and, and inspire them to do the devotional service to the Lord. Looking at us, if somebody is remembering Krishna, looking at us, if somebody is trying to inspire, to chant, then our life is successful. We are best examples because though they are the most fortunate people and they think that because of us, they got devotional service and we are most fortunate people. So, Sahitana Mahaprabhu is saying here that if we are very fortunate, we will get in contact with the representative of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And all of us are fortunate in that way. And don't worry that we don't have material appearances. I have so many troubles. I have to think about tomorrow, what, uh, how it is going to be, how my uh, old age is going to be, how if I get a disease. Don't worry about that. We are already very fortunate people. Believe in that. Have faith in that. That Krishna, Harinam that we have can do wonders. It, it doesn't, the wonder doesn't come in the form of the appliances, in the form of uh, uh, wealth, in the form of good children, in the form of good husband. That wealth comes us in the form of taking shelter of Krishna, having faith in Krishna's name, uh, feeling that I don't need anything when I have Nama Chintamani in my hand, when I have the touchstone of Nama, I'm able to chant Nama, and this Nama is empowering me in such a way that I am not feeling the need of any material things. I don't even desire of them, I just have this in my hand. The wonders can come in that way, that, that internal purification, that internal transformation, and that internal faith in the holy name of the Lord. Worry if you don't have faith in the holy name of the Lord. Worry if you are thinking that I need something material to come out of this problem. If we, if we, if we are having those kind of feelings, then we have, it is a red alert for us that, no, I'm not depending on Krishna. I don't have that internal confidence, internal faith, internal strength that I have Namaj Intamani with me. I have devotees with me. I have Krishna with me. I have Bhagavatam with me. If we don't have that faith, that is a red alert that we have to worry, that we are looking on the uh, material things for shelter, not Krishna. A guru must be a direct representative of Krishna who distributes those who are sincerely seeking the favor of Krishna come in contact with a guru, a bona fide representative of Krishna. The Mayavadis indulging in mental speculation and the karmis desiring the results of their actions cannot become gurus. So a guru cannot tell us something else or shelter other than the lotus feet of Krishna. A guru must be a direct representative of Krishna who distributes the instructions of Krishna without any change, no alteration. He can take it, he can package it in a way palatable to the audiences, but no change in the substance inside it. The substance should be the same. 
So he has to just repeat what Krishna is saying, what Prabhupada is saying. I may present it in a way with an example that goes closer to uh, the audience that I am speaking, but the message, the content should not be changed. None of us are smart, intelligent, or educated enough, or knowledgeable enough that we can change the message. If we are thinking that we can change the message of Krishna, or we can change the message of Guru, then we are not on the right path. A Guru must be a direct representative of Krishna, who distributes the instructions of Krishna without any change. That's only the most fortunate persons come in contact with the Guru. So we are, another fortunate thing is that we have Guru. The first fortunate, uh, the first wealth, first opulence that we have is we got in contact with devotees of Krishna. The next fortunate thing that we have is that we have shelter of the lotus feet of our Guru. That is the second fortunate thing that we are having. As confirmed in the Vedic literature, one has to search out a guru to understand the affairs of the spiritual world. Srimad Bhagavatam also confirms this point. One who is very interested in understanding the activities in the spiritual world must search out a guru, a bona fide representative of Krishna. So we need to have aspirations to go to the spiritual world so that we need to know the spiritual world. We have to understand the spiritual world in more detail. We have to visualize that. Like how people who are who lives in India, when I go and meet them, they hear about these outside worlds. They, 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 they hear about London, they hear about USA, they hear about Singapore, all these places. They hear from their relatives and they desire. They make plans from their childhood to go there thinking that they are going to get a materially opulent life. In the similar way, we should be hearing more and more about the spiritual world, more and more about the devotees, so that we can make them as our role models. We can make them as our uh, inspiration. We can make, we, we aspire to become one. We, uh, we get inspiration from them. So from all angles of vision, Therefore, the word Guru is especially meant for the bona fide representative of Krishna and no one else. So Guru, when we are taking somebody as a Guru, we have to see if he has a Guru, if he has a Guru, if he has a Guru, and that Guru is going to Krishna or not. The ultimate Guru is Krishna or not, we have to see. Any parampara, the bona fide paramparas that we have for, all are coming from Krishna in one or the other way, but they should be bona fide. So nowadays we uh, we see people who suddenly becomes Guru Mata, Guru, uh, Guru, and then people take them up and they worship them as no, no tomorrow and they build temples for them. They do all kinds, they spend their energy and time in them. They are going in a path which is not bona fide. Padma Purana states, Avaishnava Guru Nasya, one who is not a Vaishnava or who is not a representative of Krishna cannot be a Guru because Krishna Krishnam Vande Jagat Guru. Krishna is the Guru of the entire universe. And somebody who is not representing Krishna is not a Guru. Even the most qualified Brahmana cannot become a Guru if he is not a representative of Krishna. Brahmanas are supposed to acquire six kind of auspicious qualifications. So, see many people who go to the temples and uh, I see... Uh, uh, I see in, I went to a lot of temples when I went to India also. Um, many people go to uh, temples and because they don't get um, an opportunity to meet a spiritual guru, they consider the pujari who is performing the rituals in the temple as guru. <coughs> and they try to listen to them. But if those brahmanas 
or not Vaishnavas and if those Brahmanas are not knowing anything about spirituality and they only know about ritual things, there is a big danger there. See, I'm not against any Brahmanas or anybody. The Brahmanas have a responsibility to know and get uh, themselves more uh, knowledgeable about the scriptures and then they should uh, speak scriptures. But the other part I want to tell to the people is that not all Brahmanas read scriptures. For doing the rituals in the temple, for doing the pujas in the temple, there is a, a separate Vaidic uh, process. They will learn that. But sometimes uh, they also don't have a minimum knowledge that they are not body, they are souls. There are priests like that also and there are priests who don't follow the regulative principles also. So not all Brahmanas will be Vaishnavas. So we have to know that. And if a Brahmana is a Vaishnava, then he, we are very fortunate that he will guide us in a right way. Um, but unfortunately, nowadays, the Bra uh, not all Brahmanas are Vaishnavas. So that is the point here Prabhupada is trying to bring out. Brahmanas are supposed to acquire six, quantity, six kinds of auspicious qualities. They, be, they become very learned scholars, Patana. They have to learn, they have to learn from the scriptures. They have to read the Vedas. And once we read Veda, what we know, Veda is just always Ahameda Vedya. If they read the Vedas properly from the qualified teachers, and they will understand that Krishna Narayana is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and then they will guide us in that way. A very qualified teachers, Patana, they should be very qualified. They become expert in worshipping the God or the demigods, Ignya, and they teach others how to execute this worship. They qualify themselves as qualified person to receive alms from others, Pratigra, and they distribute the wealth in charity, Dhana. And even a Brahmana possessing these qualifications cannot become a Guru unless he is the representative of Krishna, Guru Rasya, Vaishnava Swapacho Guru. But a Vaishnava, a bona fide representative of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vishnu, can become a Guru even if he is Swapacha, a, brand, a member of a family of dog eaters. So a guru can be, by nature, become a Brahmana and a Vaishnava and become a guru. And, but somebody who is born in a Brahmana family, if he is not well versed, having knowledge in scriptures, and does not know how to perform the ignas and the worship of demigods, and he, he has to take and he also has to distribute. It's not that he will just take, he has to distribute knowledge. He has to distribute uh, Krishna. If he is not a representative of Krishna, then he cannot be considered as a guru. Of the three divisions of heavenly planets, Svargaloka, Bauma Sarga, is sometimes accepted as a tract of land in Bharata Varsha known as Kashmir. In this season, there are certainly good facilities for material sense enjoyment. But this is not the business of a pure transcendentalist. So the Bhauma Sarka, the Swarga on the earthly planets, Kashmir is considered as one of those. And Prabhupada is saying that people who are seeking transcendental, uh, pure transcendental, who are seeking spiritual world, who are seeking Krishna, they don't go for the material sense enjoyment. We find so, so many places like that in uh, Western world also, where you go and see the natural beauty or uh, the place, it looks as if we are living in a Swarga for the eyes, for the comforts, uh, uh, for the uh, for the look of the nature and all. But if we get in track of that, if we uh, think that I'm going to settle here, I'm going to enjoy this weather, I'm going to enjoy this natural beauty and forget Krishna, then that is a, that is not safe and good for us. So Rupa Goswami describes the engagement of a few transcendentalists as follows. Anyavila sita sunyam, jnana karma, jnana vritham, 
ஆனுகூலியேன கிருஷ்ண அனுசீலனம் பக்தியர் உத்தமா ஒன் ஷுட் ரெண்டர் டிரான்சென்டல் லவிங் சர்வீஸ் கிருஷ்ணா ஃபேவரபுலி அண்ட் வித்வுட் டிசையர் ஃபார் மெட்டீரியல் ப்ராஃபிட் அண்ட் ஆர் கே த்ரூ ஃப்ரூட்டிவ் ஆக்டிவிட்டிஸ் ஆர் பிலசாபிக்கல் ஸ்பெக்குலேஷன் அந்நியாபிலாசித்து சூன்யம் சூன்யம் மீன்ஸ் ஜியோ அந்யா மீன்ஸ் எனி அதர் அபிலாஷா மீன்ஸ் டிசையர் So we should not be having any other desire. Jnana karmadi anavratam anukuliena krishnanu silanam bhaktiruttama anukuliena. So I, will, I take Kamsa as an example. He, is taking, he, he always remembered Krishna and he uh, went to Krishna bath. Sisupala, no, that is not a favorable devotional service. We have to take favorable devotional service as an example that has to be followed in a favorable way anukulena krishnanu sidanam we have to be attached to the supreme personality of godhead in a favorable way and we should not have desires for jnana or fruitive activities jnana karma ki anavrutam we should not be having desire for any kind of punya karmas we should not be having any desire for any kind of philosophical speculation that is called pure devotional service those who fully engage in devotional service to krishna just to please him there should not be any other desire not even a tinge of a desire like krishna protect my family krishna protect this protect that no no other desire don't worry don't uh, get scared that krishna is not going to take care krishna is going to do we just only have to have a desire to please him to please him are not interested in the three divisions of heavenly places namely divya sarga bhavya sarga or bilva sarga so those who are having pure devotional service to the lord they are not interested in any divisions of the sarga divya sarga which is a higher heavenly planet bhavya sarga heavenly pleasures and appliances on the earth or bilva sarga these three places they are not at all in So what should we do, Mother? You know, we are in a place where we are comforts and uh, enjoying. We should leave everything and go. No, remember to associate ourselves with devotees. Remember to associate ourselves with holy names, scriptures, sadhu sangha, association of devotees, books of Prabhupada, chanting the holy name of the Lord, and eating prasadam every day. Make sure at the end of the day we, re- we do a revision of our day and tick these four things. Whether I associated with devotees or not. Whether I read Krishna's book, Prabhupada's books today or not. Whether I chanted my rounds qualitatively today or not. Whether I, I ate prasadam or not. Wherever we are, in whatever situation we are, if we are not leaving these four things, these four become a shelter uh, to us and make us not crave for these three kinds of swarga and make us crave for pure devotional service to the supreme personality of god right so i'm going to conclude uh, my uh, discussion on this verse here devotees have any questions or comments or feedback or corrections please uh, go ahead Hare Krishna Mataji, Dandavat Pranam, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Thank you so much Mataji for explaining uh, this uh, verse. Uh, it's really helpful, uh, like uh, devotees who are very new in this process, at least they must, they must, uh, must do the 
uh, chanting whatever rounds they are capable of but i think it's uh, really helpful for me and uh, other devotees who are very new in this uh, process so thank you so much mataji and i uh, request all the devotees if they have any questions and queries please go ahead and ask Hare Krishna Mataji, you gave very nectar in class as always and I enjoyed the way you explained with uh, in-depth discussion of for devotional service. Hare Krishna Mataji, Hare Bol. Thank you Prabhuji, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna Mataji, Danvar Pranam, such a wonderful class Mataji, as always, you speak very intensely and explain very nicely about uh, the practical knowledge and uh, how we can use it in Krishna consciousness in our day-to-day life and you say you explain very nicely about about our behavior how should it be should be that we are representing Krishna consciousness and Hare Krishna moment whenever we uh, behave uh, deal with other people at home anywhere I like that um, point Mataji thank you so much mm-hmm. 